That's live. It's good to see you all here. This is the final Sunday of 2019. Amazing. We made it through another year. I didn't think I would, but here I am. So, today, being the 29th, we are going to be praying for Wilmington Church of the Brethren. Where is Wilmington Church of the Brethren? Wilmington, Delaware. Yeah, I knew it was a, a, a lady there. So, we will be praying for them, and Anvil will be praying for us. So, keep that in mind. I don't see any birthdays listed. Unless I missed it. And today we have our last uh, Advent reading. Who's doing that today? Are you, Elaine? Okay. But I heard a, an interesting little story the other day. This young kid was asking his daddy where he came from. And his dad said, well... You know the story of Adam and Eve. Well, they had children, and those children had children, and their children had children, and children and children and children. And here we are today. And the little boy looked at his dad and said, that isn't what mom told me. And he said, well, what did your mother say? He said, she told me that there was two monkeys, and they had babies, and the babies had babies, and they kept getting babies and babies and babies and kept evolving and here we are today. And dad said, oh, she's talking about her side of the family. Okay. Now we got that straightened out. Elaine, we're going to turn this over to you. I'll be reading from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David... A Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in claws lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those upon whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who were lying in a manger. <clears throat> and after they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. And then the shepherds returned, glorifying, praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen 
just as they had been told. From Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 3 and verses 7 to 11. During the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem, came to Jerusalem, excuse me, asking, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star and have come to worship him. When Herod heard this, he was very disturbed, as well as all Jerusalem. Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I may worship him also. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. And coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Devotional is Adore Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, Lord, and Messiah. This Sunday is the first Sunday after Christmas, not usually considered part of Advent. But this year we are adding it to the Advent devotionals because it is indeed part of the holiday season. Jesus was born and he did not die the next day, and neither should we take down all the decorations the day after Christmas. Let us savor the season. Let's enjoy the afterglow. Let the joy of Christmas continue in our hearts after Christmas is over. And so we have lit the Christ candle this morning to encourage everyone to continue to adore the Lord, especially now that Christmas is over. The two Christmas stories we have read from Matthew and Luke give us again good examples of what to do after we encounter the reality of the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. The story of the shepherds tells of the angels praising God. Glory to God in the highest heaven. The angels adored the Lord. Shouldn't we continue to join them in praising God too? The shepherds spread the word concerning this child to the amazement of all who heard it. Well, that sounds like a good idea. Telling others about the Christmas joy of our Christian faith. That is adoring the Lord. The passage concludes with the shepherds returning to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen. Glorifying and praising God sounds like a great idea for us. Adoring the Lord. The story of the wise men tells how when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. To the extent we have been overjoyed, may we not hide it. And when they got to the house and saw the child with his mother Mary, they bowed down and worshipped him. Has Christmas brought forth true, sincere worship from us? Shouldn't we continue worshipping Jesus too? Let us adore Jesus, our Savior and Lord, Jesus, our Messiah. Let's pray. O oh, wonderful Savior, we adore you with our hearts, minds, and souls. Thank you for this Christmas season and for the simple wonders that have once again inspired us to live for you. And as the season fades, may our sense of adoration for you never, ever fade. 
This we pray in the name of Jesus and Messiah. Amen. The chorus of the Christmas carol, O Come All Ye Faithful, says, O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Let us rise and sing together hymn number 145. Number 145. Let's look at our prayer ministry guide, folks. Christine, I would imagine you have some updates. Okay. Okay, so everything that you knew up to this morning was in here. Okay. 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 I'll go back up to Nancy here. Yeah, I see that. Can't keep a good person down. I'd like to give a, a prayer request for Amy. I'm, I may backtrack to Luke Haldeman's Amy Haldeman, since we have Scott and Amy Haldeman too. So this is Luke's wife. I talked to Mel on Friday evening, and he put her on our prayer chain for the last several weeks. She's been really sleepy, very tired, headaches, not able to work. She's been off work for several weeks. And so she's gone, they're going testing for a brain tumor. They did do an MRI, and he said they did think they did see something. She said, she seems chipper, but Luke is having a real hard time dealing with. And I would say that Mel got very quiet uh, on the phone for maybe a half a minute. So they all need prayer yeah. for God's peace to be upon them as they go through this testing. Right, right. Yeah, hopefully they can get things satisfied, get things straightened out. We were talking about that in Sunday school this morning. So. Eleanor? Oh, can I get Eleanor? I'm just glad to be here. <laughs> well, we're glad you're here. <laughs> no, it was just an ordeal with blood sugar, and uh, I have to try and get this all figured out. So tomorrow I'm going to call and see if I can get an education. They kind of give you pills and never tell you really what's going on and all this kind of thing. Yeah. But I'm feeling good. Okay. But yesterday was a... I don't know, a, confu day. a confused day because I couldn't remember anything. <laughs> oh, and it was all due to blood sugar. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, John. I just want to say that with the, with the Eleanor's situation and Amy Haldeman's situation, I just want to say that I believe the Lord wants, the Lord wants us all well that he's a good shepherd and good shepherds yeah. don't have lousy, sick sheep. They have good sheep. Yeah. And I think that's what the Lord wants. And you know what? I'd like that too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we. Right. Anyone else? Karen? Karen and Karen? I'm first. <laughs> um, I just want to ask for prayers for Donna. Um, she actually, I texted her to see if she overslept or what, and she said she actually was here, but she went back home because she wasn't feeling good. Um, medicine situation with her, too. A doctor took her off of medicine 
just flat out took her off of it and put her on something else. So I didn't know this until um, Thursday. She texted me and our other sister saying that she's been really upset, cries about if I couldn't open a bottle, I cried. If I couldn't do this, I cried. So I said, you need to go to the doctor. So she did go on Friday afternoon, and it's because that one doctor took her off of medicine. Basically, I guess it was like going through withdrawal from this medicine. So the doctor she went to on Friday, put her back on that medicine, and is gradually taking off of her the way it should have been done in the first place. So I'm not sure what's going on this morning. She just said that she was here, but she wasn't feeling good, so she went back home. So just pray for her. It's the teacher in me that makes me stand up, I guess. It's either that or because I'm so short. <laughs> I, I, yes. um, I wanted to share a quick story. My um, daughter, Naomi, is married to a, a Mario, who is actually from Mexico, and they're actually down in Mexico right now. And she and I got talking one time about how the Mexicans celebrate Christmas and it's a little bit different than the way we do it and she said they um at some point in December they get out their nativity sets and they take the baby Jesus into church and they have this big blessing of all these little baby Jesuses and then they set up their own nativity they'd like take farm animals and whatever they kind of create their own scene and then on Christmas Eve you kind of travel around from to house to house to house um just like, you know, Mary and Joseph, I guess, had to travel to find a place to stay. But anyway, she said, then there's a point where they all take and take everything apart and they um, shove it in a box and put it away till next year. And she and I got kind of laughing and, and kind of thinking about it, about how, um, you know, we do put all this stuff up and then we take it all down and we shove it in a box till next year. And I think about that, you know. That, that ending of the holiday season and what do we do with baby Jesus, you know? Do we shove him in a box? So in my house, there's nativities stuck around in little you know, corners all the time. I can't bear to put them all away. So that's just kind of a good thing to think about, you know, what are we doing with Jesus? Are we shoving him in a box or are we allowing him to grow in our lives? Um, my concern is there's been some more horrific things going on in Nigeria. Um, I think it actually, this most recent one happened in Chibok, which is familiar to us because that's where the girls five years ago, a lot of brethren. Um, and so there was a group of 12, I believe, that were beheaded. So I'm, I'm wondering if they were brethren. It's kind of hard to find that out. And some more violence and more kidnapping and plus there's another group these um, tribesmen in another part that are on another group of Christians so um, Nigeria is on like number 12 on the list of where tragic things happen to Christians so we we can't neglect praying for those brethren That first happened with the Boko Haram. Uh, we were tasked with praying for Rebecca Luca. And Rebecca is listed in our prayer ministry ride about halfway down on the first page. <clears throat> we don't know where she's at, whether she's still living. 
whether she's returned, we don't know. It's difficult, like Karen said, it's difficult to find things out. Well, that's a blessing. But we have not heard anything about our young lady. So it's, it's terrible. We take going to church as just an everyday event that we don't have to worry about. But these people want to be praising God and be in his presence, and they are, they're just murdered. It's terrible. It's terrible. So, anyhow, let's turn our thoughts to prayer, and let's keep Wilmington Church of the Brethren in our prayers, and, of course, all the things that have been mentioned here this morning. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we have great joys at this time of the year. We love to celebrate. We love to celebrate your son's birthday, our Savior, Jesus Christ. But there is horrific things that are going on, as Karen just shared. And we pray for those individuals, regardless whether they're brethren or not. That's just not what you would want to happen. We don't... We don't uh, understand that type of behavior where people murder other people just because of their beliefs. But we do know that the devil is very active. As days grow shorter for him, he becomes more and more active. And we can only speculate that his wrath is taken out on these individuals because of their loyalty to you. Bless that, those people in that corner of the world. We, we don't know them. We, we don't have any idea what their particular situation is. All we know is that they need our prayers and they need your intervention. Thank you, Lord, for their faith. Thank you for a strong faith. If only our faith would be as strong. And Lord, we thank you for Eleanor is being released from the hospital and, and hopefully on the mend. Uh, it's good to have her here this morning. It's good to see her smiling face. Thank you for doctors to look after her. And we pray also for Donna, that she would be improving, that her medicine will be straightened out and, and uh, she will be stabilized and be back with us again. Bless her and let her know that we are praying for her. Lord, uh, we think of Amy with her problems with her, her supposed tumor. Regardless of what it is, anything involving the brain is serious. So Lord, please put your healing touch upon her. Fortify her doctors Give them the strength and the knowledge to do what is best for her in this situation. And we pray wholeheartedly for her, for her recovery. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for Wilmington Church of the Brethren, Lord. Thank you for that congregation in a different state than our state of Pennsylvania. But we understand a good conservative organization, good conservative people 
and strong faith in you. Even though they have strong faith, Lord, support them, fortify them, let them shine in their neighborhood that other people will say, why are they so happy? Why are they so, so prosperous? Because of you, the Lord, and your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for their leadership. Thank you for their, for their pastor. Thank you for them just being believers in the body of Christ. We pray well things for them. Lift them up and let them know what we are indeed praying for them. Thank you, Lord. Situations here at home, Lord, are, are terrible. What in the world is going on? But we will stand firm in your guidance, Lord. Give us the support. Give us the help that we so desperately need through you. And let us not forget you. Let us not put baby Jesus in a box and just forget about him for another year. Jesus is our Savior. Jesus is our leader, our King, the Great One, Emmanuel. And we pray this in his name. Amen. Well, it's time that we worship the Lord and Savior with our Anyway, you know what Gloria in excelsis Deo is, right? Gloria is glory. In, in the Latin, is the same as in English, is uh, in. Excelsis is the higher part or the highest. And Deo is God. Deo is, so it's glory to Okay, it's an inverted sentence in the Latin. Glory to God in the highest. All right? That's, that's what you're actually singing uh, in Latin. Did you know you know some Latin? <laughs> yeah, it would be a big deal. <laughs> There's not too many people in the world uh, do Latin except uh, some bunch of religious people. Yeah, well, so how was your Christmas day? You did okay on Christmas Day. We 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 uh we keep things pretty laid back in our house. We we always have scripture reading. That was a tradition that comes down from my dad. My dad, who was uh, he was literate. He made it to the seventh grade. Uh, he may have got a GED later on, sometime. I don't. You know, I never saw that, that uh, I knew he, he was doing. Anyway, is it one of the few times that my dad would read in, quote, public, is in our family gathering for Christmas, he would pick a passage from the Bible, Isaiah 53, I can remember him reading that, and uh, before we would do anything, honor God, honor God in the Christmas thing, and... Uh, so that we did that, and uh, then uh, exchanged some gifts. My wife gave me some. Uh, can you see the the uh, the diamond? That's a diamond, isn't it? A a, a diamond.
cufflink. What you? Well, I don't know, my, but that just says how, how you know it's it was nice. Here's what I gave my wife for Christmas. She said a couple times, it sure would be nice if we got all those leaves out of, out of my side of the garage. You know, and I've commanded her to, to nag me. I've commanded her, and she says, I'm not very good at it. I said, you just have to keep working at that. <laughs> And so for Chris, that's what I gave her for Christmas is I, the week before I went out there and I cleaned out, I got a broom and I did the best I could. There might be two leaves left in there, but yeah, so I'm not, I'm not real hot at some of that. And then, so, so I come home from the thrift store, that's, by that, that's where this diamond, diamond cuff like, just to let you know come home from the thrift store. And, and I said, here, you can give these to me for Christmas. <laughs> now she gave me some other things too. She, but, but nothing compared to, yeah, the diamond uh, coupling, you know. Uh, you know, I hope, I hope you have, have joy in your house for Christmas, you know. And, and you don't have to be, you don't have to spend thousands and thousands and run up the credit card to high heavens, um, you know, just to enjoy each other and have a nice time together. We did on Christmas Day. So praise God. Praise God. Just to honor the Lord. Praise God. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and Samuel and Jesse. And yeah, that was really nice. And, and we remembered the rest of the family, prayed for them. Uh, in, in they're scattered between Mexico and Ohio. And, uh, yeah. Uh, I just also want to uh, give no note that um, just a sort of a preacher, preacher's joy to be here Christmas Eve. And I was glad to have somebody else preach. And told, and told him that that uh, yeah, I appreciated the good word, and uh, thank you, Ryan, once again. Just thank you again on that. Um, I noted that uh, you know in previous years I was, you know, 2017 I was an interim pastor. Last year I really wasn't anything but helped out, because because I unhooked. The Lord sort of told me to unhook, and and I tried to do what the Lord said. But I was here Christmas Eve last year. But this year, it's, it's different in the sense that when you have a calling of, uh, of the Lord in a congregation, and that um, my attention and my loyalties are not divided anyplace else, um, I do, I have great joy in my connection to Coventry yet, and, uh, and I need to stop by and see Pastor Mark at Coventry tomorrow. I think someplace, I, I'm still working on the calendar, by the way. You know, you know I do calendars. And 
I am after, and it's something I have not used, but some of the stuff I've used before. But this is something I've never used. The, the, the original, the, uh, there's an engraving, and the original is about this big. I've seen it on people's walls already. It's about 18, 1887, I think. Was, and it's the Lord's Prayer up in a, in a lithograph. And, and I think it would be suitable to shrink that down. And I found a version of it on the internet, but it's a really, it's not a clear version of it. And I know I've seen it in where there, parts of it are in color. And I think maybe Pastor Mark maybe has a copy of that. I think that's maybe where I saw it last was on his office wall. Um, anyway, Maybe you'll get that by, by next Sunday. Next Sunday. By the way, next Sunday, uh, uh, Karen and I won't be here. But, but, uh, I'm here Thursday, and I maybe I can get all those in mailboxes. So check your mailbox for the calendar. And if it's not there, you go. Well, he must have had trouble. Do you, do you ever have trouble on projects? Yeah, well, <laughs> just to let you know, uh, me too. Um, I'm glad for Coventry, but just to sort of say Christmas Eve, is, I felt at home here. And, and the Lord does that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Uh, we just praise God for, for the opportunity to be a church family together and to worship the Lord and have a good time, and I'll tell you what, but Walter, Walter, uh, you, you are a joy to my heart, and a, the end of, oh, come all you faithful this morning again, you know, now I'm hoping when I'm in my 90s, I can, I can do things like that, you know, I don't do organ, but, but I, did you notice he had, he was sort of bold at the end there? When you're in your 90s, you need to do some bold things. And just take Walter as a, a good illustration. You honor the Lord. He was, he, did you know he was honoring the Lord when he did that? <laughs> and uh, yeah, and he, what he was trying to do is encourage you not just to be when you sing. Come on. This is a God that is worthy of your praise. He's worthy of your, and the word for the day is adoration. We got it over there. Can, can you see it on the wall up there? He's worthy for us to adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Now, in the King James Bible, the King James Bible does not use the word adore. It uses a bunch of other words. Extol. Exalt. What is that saying? It's not just to sort of say it. Oh, isn't God wonderful? No, it's connected to our hearts and say, this God is a wonderful God. And this God is more, more so than I thought he was. You know, I sort of, as a little kid, you know, my grandmother told me, you know, that God is great. Well, I believed her. She wasn't just funning me. He, she wasn't just sort of 
saying something. No, she was telling me the truth. And I'm glad for that. I'm glad my grandmother read me those Bible stories, my brothers and me, you know. And, and there's a heart connection, and that's what we're after this morning is talking about that, a heart's connection in you. It's far better thing to, to take a little something in your heart and express it before God than to just go through the motions and give lip service. Did you know you can give just lip service? You just say it because you've said it before. And uh, so when you have a prayer at the meal time, you know, my, my brothers and I, we had a little, little prayer that we always prayed the same prayer. You know, well, after a while, you say the same thing over and over to the point of what? You, it's like singing a song that you no longer hear the music. You're doing it, but you're just giving lip service. Connect it to your heart and a little thing from your heart expressed in honesty and in truth is a far better thing. And you, you bring it forth unto the Lord. And is there something about this God that you can adore? Now, yeah, there, we need to fear the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And it's mostly true what Mike said in Sunday school that, you know, does not mean for you to be uh, terrified of God. But there is a dimension, you know, it's like my, uh, I don't want to have to be careful how I do this, my electrical panel at home. Okay, so I've, I've taken off the cover and I've been looking in there. But I know enough to not take, go poking a screwdriver in there. I'm smart. You, you, have I done dumb things before? Yeah. Poke it, a screwdriver in an outlet was just as bad as doing it in the panel. You know, and sparks go flying. I go, oops, oops. Now, before God, God's way more power than, than this electrical panel. Comes power. And he is a holy God. He this God is awesome. This God has, has the ability to say it and it comes into being. In the Hebrew, a direct word for word translation from Genesis, it said, and God said, Light be, and there was light. Light exists, and there was light. That's all it took for, for all the light we ever see, all the light that ever enters our eye comes from this Lord who spoke it into existence. Well, if he can do that, yeah, maybe, maybe I ought to go figuring out how to approach God. And so we, so that's all those words up there. You know, awake, prepare, repent, invite, live. And today we're talking about adore. 
I remember before receiving Christ as my Savior, going to a prayer fellowship, and they had Bible studies, and they would sing songs. And I remember starting to praise God, to adore the Lord, even before I accepted him as my Savior. And you know what? That's not bad. If you have yet to accept Christ as your Savior, and you're here praising the Lord, that's not bad. God will see, receive. If you come with a humble heart, and you say, oh God, I don't know, I don't know what it means to even be a Christian. I, I said that to him. I don't... Lord, I grew up in the church, and I, I really don't know what it means to be a Christian. And, and little by little, God opened it up to me, and there was one night, one night, about 9 o'clock at night, December 1st, 1972, wow, I saw it. Gee, I really saw that Jesus died in my place on the cross. And I said to God, I believe that. I accept that. Uh, Lord, I see that you are my Savior. You did everything necessary to save me. Lord, I want you to be my Lord. My, my. It's never been the same since. You see, and I ought... I seek to, just by saying that, I seek to honor the Lord. A little piece from my life and say, oh God, you are a good God. You're a faithful God. And Lord, that, I, that far be it from me just to sort of bottle it up inside. And, you know, I remember, what was his name, Lord? Uh, he's been long gone. This man has been gone more than 60 years. This man has been gone. Carl Thomas, <laughs> Ebenezer. Now, the, the, the church was, take this side and about two-thirds of the way back, and that was a whole sanctuary, okay, little tiny country church. Ebenezer, county line, evangelical, united, brethren, church. The, the title would hardly fit on the sign, <laughs> It was just a little church. Carl Thomas never sang. He never, I, in fact, I think my, the time that I knew him as a, a child, I don't think I ever heard Carl Thomas say more than three words. His wife was the one that said everything. And if you didn't, if you didn't hear what she said, just ask her and she'll say it again. The car went, the car just let her talk. But no, no, no. Even if you are letting your spouse do all the talking, you know what? You need to say something out of your heart about the Lord and not to be silent. And I'm, you know, some people say, well, I'm, you know, I'm praying inside my mind and I'm worshiping the Lord inside my mind. I'm singing inside my no, 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 come on. He gave you a tongue. He gave you a voice. Not all of us are opera singers. Not all, all of us can do Handel's Messiah. But you can sing. 
and it doesn't need to be on key, and it doesn't need, that's why we got Walter up here is to help us out, you know. If, if Christoffel theory of music, if you can't sing it right, sing it loud. It works. He said, well, you were off key. Hey, well, whatever, I was praising the Lord. And, and that expression, we're talking about an expression, that expression coming out of your lips, coming out of the way you are living your life, is, is really an expression of what? Of your faith, of your heart, what you believe down in your heart. And, and that should not be a mystery either to your family or to folks at church or your neighbors. You know, uh, you know, a guy across the road, you know, what does he know about me? Not, probably not much. Larry on the left, there's Larry on the right and Larry on the left. Larry on the left, that's Larry Lawrence. That's Larry Larry. What does he know? Well, at least we can start off by being friendly. Don't ignore the guy. And I'll wave at him, and I'll even sort of tap my horn a little bit, you know. And so he's, he knows. What does he know? Only what I express. And I need to keep working at that. I'm supposed to be a good, are you, are you supposed to be a good neighbor? I think you're supposed to be a good neighbor. And part of your expression is not hiding that light, the light of God in your heart, but to express it. Now, these stories, let's turn to the scriptures. These stories, real quick, let's, let's go back to uh, Matthew chapter 2. I'm going to do the wise men first. They express an adoration thing. So they go through an ordeal. These Gentiles, <laughs> now they're, you know, this is, this is almost Matthew's way of going, nah, 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 nah. The Gentiles got it and you missed it <laughs> to, to King Herod, you know. No. These Gentiles, they know there's a king. He's the king of, Ju of the Jews. And they get frustrated because they lose track of the star apparently. I don't know what happened there. Anyway, they end up asking Herod and, you know, and, and all these, uh, what, uh, these um, uh, religious leaders of the day. And uh, so they, so they uh, turn to the scripture. They're at least smart now. These chief priests and scribes, uh, verse 4 of, of Matthew 2, they're smart enough to turn to the scriptures, Bethlehem is identified in verse 6. And so Herod said, well, you go, you go look for him, and when you find him, come back to me so I may come and worship him also. So they were telling Herod, oh, we want to worship him. All right. Now, there's, there's not much... In worship, that where you're just supposed to be be quiet. I know the the Quakers they they made a big deal, but you know, a real 
Quaker meeting was out of the silence, something would happen. And God would make himself present and God would make himself known. I wrote a paper on that when I was in school about the Quakers. And there's a dead, dead silence and there is an expectant silence. But they had said something to him, we're going to worship him. This new king, we're going to worship him. Well, you find him and you come back so I can worship him also. He, there was something about that that Herod saw. And so they head toward Bethlehem and sure enough, there's the Tsar. And they, there, very few times, this may be one of two places in the whole Bible where it says in verse 10, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. It wasn't just joy, and it wasn't just great joy. It was exceedingly great joy. You ever have that? Well, how could you tell? You just look at them, and you could see they were happy. <laughs> This is, not, this is not rocket science. And there was something in them that they were expressing. And they finally found the place. And when they, verse 11, when they had come into the house, they saw the young child, the young child, the young child, not the baby, the young child, with Mary, his mother, and fell down. Yeah, well, there's just... This is not just kneeling. This is actually prostate. Pro, no, I'll get the wrong word in there. One's, one's anatomy, the other is falling flat on your face. They fell flat on their face. And they worshiped him. They had worship toward this child. Who was who? Who was this child? It was a fullness of the Godhead in bodily form. God the Father came to this world in the person of his only begotten Son. And, and these Gentiles had the common sense to fall flat on their face and express worship. Hallelujah, we found him. What did they say? Well, we don't know what they said, but they worship him. Maybe other people around you don't know what you're saying, but you worship him. Go to Matthew, the other, the other passage, and thanks, Elaine, for reading that. Uh, glory to God in the highest, Luke 2.14. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, and some of the Bibles turn this into peace for men of good will. It's not impossible to translate that, but there, let me tell you, there is more of a sense that their good will is from heaven and from God, and the good will is from the angels toward humanity than what some Bibles make that out to be. But what were they doing? What were these angels doing? Now, does it say they were singing? No. By the way, there's no place in the Bible where it says angels sing. 
Now, it could have been a song. I can't prove it wasn't. But just be aware that we sing a lot about the angels singing. Well, it could have been, but might have not been. Just to say, just to say, they were saying it, it said. And then you get these shepherds, these lowly shepherds. I wonder what they smelled like. Well, you know, that's the truth. Listen, let me say it again. God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. And if these shepherds were humble, guess what? He gave them grace and they got to see Messiah on the day that Messiah was born. Today is born to you in the city of David a Savior who is Mashiach, the Lord, Adonai, Adonai. And they was telling everybody, talk about expressing. They, couldn't, they could not keep it to themselves. They didn't try to keep it to themselves. They didn't try to be politically correct. No. And they returned, verse 20, the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God. Suppose you went home from church glorifying and praising. So what would you be doing? Hallelujah, Lord. By the way, the word hallelujah is a good one to use. Hallelujah. Hallel is to praise Yah, which is abbreviated form of Jehovah or Yahweh. It is praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's a good one. Know what you're saying. If you say hallelujah, you know, have it come from your heart. Praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. Let's go back into uh, the Psalms. And uh, let's first go to, I'm just picking up some verses from a couple of Psalms. Psalm, I'm sure it's in this Bible someplace. Oh, there it is, there are Psalms. You know, if you, if you uh, keep turning the pages, you'll eventually find it. That's a theory, Christoffel theory of finding stuff in the Bible. Psalm 86. And I think in these passages, you can apply them to the wise men. You can apply them to the shepherds. Psalm 86 starts by saying, well, Lord, I'm down here. Bow down your ear, O Lord, hear me for I am poor and needy. Don't be afraid, dear friend, don't be afraid to go to that position in your heart before the Lord. Yeah, Lord, I got, I got troubles, I got needs, I got, I'm in a situation, how long has it been, <laughs> you know, since your last problem, your last big problem? Do you ever have big problems? I got big problems and I got little problems, you know. You got big problems and little problems and Lord, I hope you space out my big problems and Lord, you deliver me from every single one of them. Lord, help me. 
preserve my life, verse 2. For I am holy, you are my God. Save your servant who trusts in you. Be merciful to me, O Lord, for I cry to you all day long. Yeah, what's your adoration? Where does it start? It starts in a needy, lowly place and where I said, Lord, I don't know you as my Lord and Savior. Don't let me die. I prayed this. Don't let me die until I have the sureness of your salvation in the depths of my heart. And I'm so glad he kept me alive until I, had, I understood. Lord, come in. Be in my heart. He kept me alive. And so I tell you today, yeah, you know, remember those places where you are desperate for God. Well, maybe the shepherds weren't so desperate, but you don't know their problems. And there they were on the hillside. And then these wise men, you know, they could have even been rich wise men. Some would imagine, you know, that they were filthy rich, whatever, I don't know. Here they come, and they know, they know that there's, somehow they know that God is greater than they are, and they're following this star, and we're going to find this child. Hmm. Lord, here I am. Lord, I want to be with you. I want you to be in my life. Rejoice the soul of your servant, verse 4. For to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. You, Lord, are good and ready to forgive, abundant in mercy to all those who call upon you. Now, that is the call of what? The humble heart. Do you have that humble heart? Give ear, O Lord, to my prayer. Attend to the voice of my supplication. The day of my trouble, I will call upon you. You will answer me. Among the gods, there is none like you, O Lord, nor are there any works like your works. I wonder what those shepherds thought about when they, they heard the angel. There is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Messiah the Lord. Huh? I wonder what the, your works, there's none like your works, Lord. All nations whom you have made shall come and worship before you, O Lord. Yeah, here comes the wise men. Yeah, they're not, they're neither Jewish or of Jewish heritage. They are, yeah, they're, they're, they probably come of an, out of an idol worshiping culture. Here they come. And shall come and worship before you. And there's the, the young child, Jesus, worshiped him, O oh Lord, and shall glorify your name, for you are great and do wondrous things. You alone are God. Teach me your way, O oh Lord. I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name, honor, awe, respect, 
there is a thing going on in Christendom right now where things have become so casual that, you know, oh, just make God, you're just your good buddy. No, no, no. That's just like casually sticking your hand in the, in the, in the electrical panel. Come on. No. Awe and respect and go by what you know and don't just show up with, here's what I saw one day. And they, I was praying about this last night. I go, oh man, I see it over and over. Some man it, coming to church with a muscle shirt that is no, a t-shirt with no sleeves. 